I brought on Joe Goodberry of BanglesOnTheBrain.com. I think the guy that you go to if you want Bengals coverage. He's fantastic. Go follow him on Twitter, at Joe Goodberry. Also check him out on YouTube, too. Joe, we appreciate the time, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Absolutely, Joe. He joins us via the Body Works Plus guest hotline. So, Joe, I saw you respond to Josh Norris talking about Brian Callahan, his role within the offense. Repurpose it here. Just what kind of role does he have within this offense, and what is he responsible for? Yeah, so everyone, when you're interviewing an offense coordinator, wants to see, does he call plays, right? Is that something we can take with us? And it's always the first question I get asked because Callahan's getting interviews uh, throughout the league. And he does not call the plays in Cincinnati that Taylor does as the head coach, but his role is designing, orchestrating, building the offense and the game plan from a week-to-week basis, from installs in camp and mini camps throughout the summer. Uh, it is the, the major adjustments, the big changes they have made throughout seasons, in-game, uh, working directly with Joe Burrow and the quarterbacks, and trying to make sure everyone within the offensive system is on the same page because the Bengals do it a little bit differently. While Zach Taylor calls the plays, they have Brian Callahan as the offense coordinator. They have Dan Pitcher, who's the quarterback's coach, work on third-down offense, third-down packages, third-down situations. Wide receiver coach Troy Walters is the red zone guy, working on packages and new schemes throughout the year and maybe plays that will work in-game. And then you have the offensive line coach Frank Pollock, who's also the run game coordinator, who is working on the run run game, run scheme, and how they want to attack the next opponent. So it's a big group effort, and Callahan oversees all of that and gets them all on the same page and gets the game plan ready week to week. And everyone does have a say in play calling on game day. They're all in Zach Taylor's ear, giving them information, giving them suggestions, giving them things they've talked about throughout the week to keep them on track. So I think that managerial aspect is what is intriguing teams around the league well and joe how different was that offense with jake browning at quarterback after joe burrow like it seemed different to us and i think that's what put him more on the map maybe with panthers fans that's the point they keep going to the fact that you guys were winning the fact that jake browning was throwing for over 300 yards and it did look so different what did you notice in that transition from joe burrow to jake browning at qb yeah and this is something the bengals have done under callahan and taylor throughout their four years now. If, they have, if, if they've needed to morph and change, they can do it on a dime, and they've found success. And sometimes it takes a couple of weeks, but they will drop everything they've planned and switch it in-game or throughout the season. And they were hit with that this year again when Joe Burrow first had a calf injury in the, in the summer. And so they had to change the game plan for the first few weeks until he got healthy. And then when he goes down for the year, halfway through the year, and they're inserting Jake Browning, who was a former undrafted quarterback. He had a lot of numbers at Washington. But to be honest, what we've all seen on tape and, and in-game and preseasons was not very uh, – I wasn't very high on his prospects. And I don't think anyone really was in Cincinnati. And I don't think anyone was really on the team as much as they say it. You know, I, speaking with people going into that, was like, yeah, let's see what can happen. First week was just dropping Jake Browning into a Joe Burrow offense against Pittsburgh Steelers. It did not work out. Six Bengals scored 10 points that week. Browning did not look very good. And they said, okay, it's not going to work. We gave you the opportunity to be Joe Burrow. You're not Joe Burrow. Let's scrap it and go completely different. And they did. And that is a sign of good coach. And what they did differently was, okay, let's get you under center more. We're going to run the ball a little bit more, be more varying in our run scheme. We're going to do more play actions, give you easier one-two reads, half-field reads, uh, give you easier throws with screens, 
not just to the receivers, but to the running backs. The Bengals were a terrible screen team up until Jake Browning became the starting quarterback. And then they were hitting explosive screens at a high rate. And that's something that's like, okay, I didn't think they could do. I didn't think it was in their repertoire. I didn't think it was in their, in the, you know, in their pocket to pull out. And they found a way to become a highly efficient screen team. And that's, again, a mark of what they've been able to do while Callahan's been there. And I think it definitely got not just Callahan, but Dan Pitcher on the map for coaching uh, interviews around the league because you're like, hey, if I can get solid production from a guy who nobody believed was actually good at quarterback, what can you do with a guy that's really good or a top pick like Bryce Young? And I think that's where the interest is. Joe Goodberry joins us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You can follow him at Joe Goodberry from Bengals on the Brain. And Joe, when you talked about his quarterback success and what he did, do you feel like that that is the best indicator that he can get the most out of Bryce Young here? Yeah, definitely. I think anytime a, a team's looking for a new uh, head coach or even an offensive coordinator, you're looking, can I get the best? out of the quarterback. Can I maximize our quarterback here or find the guy that's going to be next? Now the Panthers obviously have drafted their guy and you know, you're going to, you're going to have to get the best out of him no matter what for the next three years at least. Uh, so yeah, I think the idea here is okay, let's salvage this project. Let's get the best out of him. And Callahan has worked with Peyton Manning. He's worked with Joe Burrow. It's like, those, that's, you would like to impart some of what he's learned with those, t- you know, number one picks and, and also impart that onto and see what you can squeeze out of Bryce Young. But also, I think because Callahan sees it through a quarterback lens, always working with quarterbacks, uh, also, I think one little tidbit is also they had in that draft where they where they took Joe Burrow number one, their number two quarterback was Justin Herbert that year. It wasn't Tua. Like, they see quarterback very clearly. Uh, I think also part of it is in Cincinnati that's also different is the coaches, because Bengals have the smallest scouting staff in the league, they use their coaches as scouts so like when the season ends they go right into looking at these draft prospects they go right into evaluating these college uh, players and they have to have opinions they have to be ready they've got to talk throughout the the offseason until the draft day comes they get the guys they want because of it because they're such a big part in drafting and i think that's also key to a guy that is going to be a a head coach or or running the show or running a program and so i I do think there's a lot of positives here number one from the quarterback perspective but also overseeing the offense and then how does it affect you in the draft and players you are acquiring well one of the guys that we were talking about in a true position of need here is wide receiver and so we know that t higgins was one of his receivers and is expected to be a free agent uh, when the offseason hits, and do you think that he could possibly come over here if Callahan is the hire? Do they have that type of relationship? See, I don't expect he to even see free agency. I expect the Bengals to uh, tag him. Uh, that's just how they do it. It's very similar to the Jesse Bates situation a year ago where, hey, we kind of get a deal done, but we still believe we're in a Super Bowl window, and we believe he helps us get through that window, and they're going to tag him and hey, if a team is interested and I've heard the Panthers have been interested before in T uh, and have had tried to have talks, but the Bengals are very hard to deal with in terms of trades because they're going to overvalue their own guy. They're going to say, no, we want a first round pick no matter what. And the you know Panthers going to say, Hey, we've got 33. Isn't that good enough? Isn't that close? We'll have to see how that plays out. But yeah, I could see a connection being there and maybe it's a, it'd be a little bit more of an open situation having your former coach move on and, and, Go to the, and be on the other side of that phone call when they do call and say, hey, we want something or we want to talk about T. Higgins, Bengals may be more receptive to that. 
Joe Goodberry joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Banglesonthebrain.com. Go check him out on YouTube and follow him on Twitter at Joe Goodberry. Joe, we got a lot of people texting in, too. Their interest in Brian Callahan uh, also involves the ability to navigate and operate with a poor offensive line. That's been the thing about Cincinnati. Joe Burrow's been amazing, great wide receivers. Offensive line, been a little porous. Uh, is how have you seen what Callahan and Zach Taylor have been able to do despite the lack of protection up front? Yeah, that's been their greatest challenge, no doubt. If they had even an average offensive line, they probably win a Super Bowl at some point over the last you know two years when Burrow was healthy. So it, it is something we reflect on and talk about very often. I think part of how the offense has changed under Callahan and, and during the Joe Burrow era is, is a big part of the offensive line from being one of the quickest passing teams in the league to getting the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands to using play action and misdirections and screens to try and uh, limit the pressure, limit some of the true pass sets so you're not putting so much pressure on your offensive line. If you remember that 2021 Super Bowl against the Rams, the Bengals only ended up having one starter return the next year on that offensive line. That was former first-round pick Jonah Williams, who's still a starter as of now until he hits free agency. Uh, but it was a bunch of guys that never ended up playing in the NFL again. And they made it that far. And they were an explosive downfield offense that year with, with hitting deep shots to Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. They did it in that Super Bowl. The following year, teams put a cap on it and said, we're not going to let you throw deep down the field anymore. We're going to be a cover two uh, shell against you guys and force you to do everything underneath. And it slowed the Bengals down for the first four weeks. They were really poor against the cover two. They, can't, they couldn't figure it out. Everyone's like, you know, all Zach Taylor, Callahan, they're not it. At the end of the season in 2022, the Bengals were the number one team against cover two defenses in terms of efficiency and EPA, and they got back to the AFC Championship game, losing by three points, again, with a bad offensive line. The final play in 2021 was Aaron Donald beating, beating Quentin Spain at left guard. The final play of 2022 was Chris Jones beating, uh, I think it was Hakeem Adenergy at right guard and ending their season on the final play. And it's just, you know, you wonder if, while they did get past it, while they did survive as much as possible with one of the worst offensive lines, we have our own, like, man, if they could have protected it a little bit more, if they could have done a little bit more. But at the same time, they, I, you give them credit because they've done a lot. And now remember, Brian Callahan is the son of Bill Callahan, the right. offensive line running in coordinator for the for the Browns, who is the best offensive line coach in the league, hands down. And I wonder if there is some of that that bleeds over into Brian and why they got probably better play out of the O-line or able to have a functioning offense with such a bad line. And so on that point about his father, how big of a presence do you think his dad would be if he were to come here with him at least early on in his tenure? If he were to come with him, I think it would be huge. I mean, clearly he is the best O-line coach and would get the run game going instantly. It would be, I mean, we've said the same. If we had his dad here in Cincinnati, I feel like we'd have a ring as well. So, like, it's it would be gigantic. Now, I have talked to Brian about this. I have asked questions before, and it was, hey, you know, do you want to work with your dad? Is that something you strive for? How come he never came to Cincinnati? And it was, you know, I want kind of want to be my own man. I want to do my own thing. But sometimes you want the best of the best, and if the situation happened and they did, they did coach together, then so be it. So I don't know if it's something he it would automatically would say, hey, we're getting my dad to come with us where it's more of, you know, if it happens, if he's the best guy, then he would do it. Joe, do you view Brian as that alpha type of coach that can, can run a team and, and has a strong 
hold on his team and everything that that happens or or do you fancy him more as a coordinator that puts more of the responsibility on the players to kind of take care of themselves no there are a lot of stories of him regrouping everyone the, the Bengals always haven't had it easy they've had a lot of success but they've been four and four at the halfway point they've started seasons one and three and they've been able to turn it around there's been some inner turmoil and and wonder about you know are we are we messing this up? Are we not you know competing at the highest level? Are we not maximizing all the talent we have on this offense? And it sounds like Callahan does a great job of getting everyone back on the same page, presenting new ideas, saying this is how we're going to change, this is how we're going to do it, and this is how it's going to work. And the guys seem to buy in because it works afterwards. And I think you know once you prove that a few times, guys buy in and that's it. They listen to what you're saying. They listen to the direction. They they, they follow along with it. So I think he's more of that type. He's the manager type. He's, I don't, you know, I do not know if he's going to want to call plays as that coach or not, or if he's just going to delegate that stuff to somebody else. Uh, in is it going to be like, all right, I'm the manager type where I can get everyone to buy in and feel good about what we're doing, like you know, a Dan Campbell type for the Lions. Is that it? I don't think he's rah rah. Maybe a little bit behind the scenes. Like I've heard stories of of games where they they're down a receiver. That's only Jamar Chase, or they're down Joe Burrow, and it's like they they go to the offensive line and, and Joe Mixon. It's like guys. This game, we're going to run it down their throats. We're going to take their will. We're going to win this game because of you guys up front. Are you ready to do it? And the guys are like, they're like, let's do it. We're bought in. And they go and they do it. And they find a way to run the ball. For the first time in 10 weeks, they you know they average over five yards per carry. And they figure it out. That game against the Panthers, if you remember a couple of years ago, yeah. Panthers were number one run defense. And that was a very similar game. They didn't have to mark case. They're like, hey, we need to run this. We're going to run it against the number one defense. And they... Joe Mixon goes for five touchdowns. And it was that was one of those games where, like, we can do it. Let's instill it in our minds. And I believe that came from Callahan that week, from what I've heard. Uh, so, yeah, I think he's like that. I think that's what you're getting. Wes, I'm on the Callahan caravan right now. Everything's sounding pretty Woo! good, isn't it? We got a lot of people on the text line saying, all right, I'm sold. I'm convinced. <laughs> Joe Goodberry on the Body Works Plus guest hotline convincing a lot of Panthers fans that Callahan just might be the right guy for the job. If you want more Bengals content, go to Joe Goodberry on Twitter at Joe Goodberry, banglesonthebrain.com. I've long considered, I think a lot of people consider him the guy to go to for Bengals content. Joe, we appreciate the time, man. That was great. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, boys.